Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 6th of June 2020, and the title of this episode is Which Weapon Would You Pick? Imagine that you knew you were about to be transported to a place known as the Badlands. Which weapon would you pick? Ah, no, sorry. You can't pick a droid army, a nanobot matrix, or even a lightsaber. Your options are limited to one of the following seven choices. A bow with 20 arrows. A crowbar. A hammer. A handgun with 10 bullets. A large knife. A sword. Or a whip. I can tell you what Geek Native readers picked last year. I had a copy of The Art of Borderlands 3. And answering that question was the method by which readers could enter the giveaway. In reverse order. Nearly 3% would pick the hammer, 5% would pick the whip, just under 6% would take the crowbar, only 10% would take the handgun with 10 bullets, 16% would take the bow with 20 arrows, 24% would take the large knife, and that means with 35% of the votes, the sword is the weapon of choice. Is that what you would pick? The poll is open again on the blog, and you'll find a link in the show notes that will point you in the right direction. There's no prize this time, but if you want to join Team Sword or let us know why you think that's a poor choice, then you can let the readers know there. Also this week, Geek Native got into secret societies. On the blog, there's now a secret society generator. Well, it suggests randomly generated but template-based names by genre. So if you're looking for inspiration for a secret society in your RPG, a background for an NPC, or anything you might be writing, then perhaps it will help. The secret society generator is the result of two things. The RPG blog Carnival that Geek Native sometimes takes part in is all about organisations this month. And yep, you will find relevant links to what other blogs are writing for that in the show notes. The other reason is that Geek Native patrons occasionally get to direct content choices through votes, and that, in a roundabout way, was one of them. As it's a new month, Geek Native patrons also get to vote in the RPG Publisher Spotlight poll. That's a monthly article that looks into the smaller publishers to try and give them some limelight. Here are the choices for July. Thomas Harbertson, Lucas Rolum, Long Games, Jamelia Nedaji, and Jocher Games. That shortlist was compiled from recently active publishers on Itch.io. Itch.io is a publisher platform for indie game designers. It started off with computer games, but it had been rapidly adopted by tabletop publishers too. I think Itch.io showed strength this week. As a platform, it enabled individual publishers to quickly build bundles and take them to market. And as a result, there are several Black Live Master bundles on the platform. Geek Native covered the tabletop treehouse bundle when it launched, offering nearly $300 worth of indie games for only $125. That's a great deal, and that's not even the biggest bundle anymore. I strongly suspect the DMs Guild is working on a bundle, but given the extra hoops they have to jump through there, we've not seen it yet. If you're wondering what else might tempt you with RPG goodies soon, Then we've got the Pazio product timeline on the blog, and thanks to Pazio for helping with it. There are goodies like the Pathfinder Beginner's Box, 
Starfinder Fly Free or Die, Starfinder Alien Archive 4, Pathfinder City of Lost Omens, and of course, the Pathfinder Kingmaker Anniversary Edition compilation is in the works. But if you're not a fan of waiting, if you hurry, you can pop over to Cobalt Press right now and get a copy of the D&D 5e Adventure Foul Play for free. There's one catch, though. Cobalt asks that you join their mailing list and exchange. They will mail you a coupon for the freebie. I know that will put some people off. No one wants email promotions in their inbox. However, I don't begrudge Cobalt Press at all. I think it's a small ask to make in exchange for a free product. And I'm sure their emails aren't too spammy either. And who knows, perhaps other coupons for free games will be included in future mailings. Another noteworthy freebie out this month is Cubicle 7's Crash and Burn. Crash and Burn is an adventure for the newly released Soulbound Warhammer RPG. In Soulbound, you are potent warriors bound to the god Sigmar, and in Crash and Burn, you have to airlift supplies to a newly liberated city, and this means taking a fleet of airships over the Realm of Fire. I have to wonder whether the title of the adventure is a bit of a spoiler. But if you're going to play this particular adventure in the future, then I'm sure you'll enjoy it. And good luck! Our Tassorian Games' Mechton Z is also free. I'm not sure when this PDF scan of the 1994 mech anime by Mike Ponsworth and others became free, but DriveThruRPG is currently listing it as normally costing $30, but currently costing $0. And that's not the only bit of RTG news that caught my attention this week. The cyberpunk publisher is also giving away for free their scenario design system from the Dream Park role-playing game. That particular game is out of print and out of license, so I don't think we're going to be seeing a new version. It was based on the books by Larry, Larry Niven and Steve Barnes, and the park was a bit like a holodeck or a Westworld fantasy, and that meant GMs could find themselves creating a wide range of adventures for lots of different genres and sometimes dealing with PCs that seemed to be at odds with the setting. So you can see why RTG had to think long and hard about how to make that challenge easier for GMs. Now, the last freebie I want to mention is Witch Doctors. This isn't strictly a freebie as it's an open playtest and so you're exchanging your time participating in the playtest for the rules, but you can download Curious Monk's new game for free. In Witch Doctors, there's an unseen force that encourages people to think the same way. Witch Doctors can sense this force and can resist it, and the game is about exploring and solving the mysteries that this ability leads to, and doing so without getting in even more trouble. The system for this is called Witchcraft, and an SRD for it is promised later on. I like the concept of Witch Doctors, but I can imagine it becoming controversial. Imagine if there really was some sinister force that encouraged humanity to think alike. I've grown cautious of people who insist that they support radical and extreme ideas just because they dislike groupthink. It's a sensitive area. And on the subject of sensitive topics, Legend Lore is back in Kickstarter. Onyx Path 5e adaption of a comic book series from the 90s was launched and then cancelled because of COVID-19. The relaunch was then delayed because of Blackout Tuesday. I had the chance to speak to designer Steffi Devan ahead of the relaunch, ahead of the riots and the killings in the States, 
and we happened to talk about sexism, racism and ableism. I had to think carefully about whether I'd publish the interview at all, but I did, and I think it was the right choice. In legend lore, you see, you play yourself after being transported to a fantasy world. It's a process that changes you. So, for example, if you had bad eyesight in reality, you could get rid of that in your legend lore character. But what if you are in a wheelchair in real life? Would you want to ditch the chair for legend lore? It's up to you, of course. But it's a sensitive thing for a game to suggest that the heroic version of you wouldn't have wheels. Now, legend lore does not do that. And then there are racism concerns that are built into some fantasy races in other games. In legend lore, orcs are not tribal warriors for the savannah or the mountains. They're just pig people. And you're as likely to find a good orc as you are to find a good human. And on the same note, minotaurs are just kai people. I've had a look at the Kickstarter campaign and, at the time of recording, it has attracted just more than 215 backers who have pledged nearly $10,000. That means the campaign has 26 days to find 5,000 more. And I hope it does. If Legend Lore has inspired your own world-building instincts, then, good news, Charles Dunwoody has published Design a Wilderness on Geek Native. That's the fourth part in his world-building series that uses tools from the 80s, such as basic Dungeons & Dragons, to create worlds. And in a double whammy, Ben Jackson has also published a second part of the longevity collection in the Genre Pulley series. Coming up short looks at the pros and cons of running one-shots, it's harder to do than many new DMs might expect. And if that's you, then I strongly encourage you to give the article a read, as it will likely help you avoid some pit traps. I have two bits of non-role-playing news to finish up with. The first is some stats around Netflix. Do you think your Netflix library is a bit naff? If you do, then you're probably in the United States or Canada. IMDb ranking shows that shows, TV and film, in those geographies are the most disappointing. The places where Netflix has the best shows are South Korea, Switzerland and Japan. Lastly, Simon has announced a Masters of the Universe board game. In fact, they're calling it a game system, which makes me think they're planning more than one. This is an essential success for Simon. Just a few months ago on this podcast, we were talking about how the company had had its shares suspended after failing an audit. This week, though, they clearly have the backing of Mattel. We started by talking about swords, and here we are, standing at the entrance to Castle Greyskull with our sword in hand. We have the power. So let's leave that there. Keep safe, and I will see you next time.